And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Athletic NBA Show live from Sin City, Las Vegas, NBA Summer League 2023. Gentlemen, we've been here for a few days. This city, as you know, over the course of time, it, it eats at your soul a little bit. How are we all feeling? We still got energy? Hey, my we soul okay? is intact, Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. My soul is good, even from, though I'm ready to go. From Mine was top, never bro. here, so I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good leave point. that baby at home? It, 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 it never came. All yeah. right. My wallet a little beat up, but I'm holding up. I'm all right. Okay. Okay. I mean, Will from New Orleans is basically the same. Yeah. It's like the West like, Coast version of New excited. Orleans. He's excited. There's no humidity. Yeah, it's That's what less he's humidity. Yeah, it's he great good. for me. He good. No question. Guys, we're happy to be here. Uh, we're going to chop it up today on a bunch of different things. But front and center, as you know, it's funny if you look out this window to our right, and, and if you went to the right a little bit, there is a gigantic sphere that uh, was uh, looking like a basketball that was promoting the NBA's in-season tournament, which has been the news of the week. The NBA launched all the details this week, made a kind of big hullabaloo about it, wanted media to come out and sing the song of, of this new and invigorated way that they had to make regular season basketball matter. That wasn't quite their marketing pitch, but that is what we are talking about here. Let, let's jump in a little bit, and eventually we're going to talk a little Jordan Poole, Mr. Thompson. You went to his press conference. I did. You know, we got different storylines to get into, but just like the play-in tournament before it, we now got this new outside-the-box idea that the league is launching. Uh, listen, play-in tournament had all kinds of skeptics, myself among them. Next thing you know, you have a lot of good games, and it works out mostly for the better to this point. This thing has more layers to it. This thing is potentially more problematic when it comes to, you know, trying to jam this into the middle of the regular season. Um, just quick big-picture thoughts on what they are trying to accomplish here and if it's going to get the job done. I, I, I'm i going to be a hater. I don't like Let's it. Let's hear it. I just – it's not even that I don't like it. I just – the playing tournament I actually wasn't into, and I was totally completely wrong. And this is Fred Katz, by the way. I didn't introduce anybody. Fred yes. Katz. <laughs> yes. And Speak that's that's Marcus Thompson. Yes. And that's what I thought I was Fred. Yeah. Don't confuse down. the people. This is this is yeah. an audio format. This is not it's not gonna work. <laughs> the playing tournament, like I, I didn't like, but I had I understood why you could get into it. The reason I didn't like it is because I just didn't love the idea of a team with a worse record getting into the playoffs over a team with a better record just because they beat them one time at the end of the year. I was incorrect. It's really fun. It definitely, the NBA made a great call doing it. I, I can't see why I or fans or anyone else should get into it. Uh, the players win money if they win. $500,000. If you win a title, you win, or you win the in-season tournament. I don't even know what we're going to call it. The NBA Cup, they say it is. Yep, yep. You have $500,000 a player. Okay. That's why the players should care. For what it's worth, if you're on a max contract, I don't know if you even care about that because you're making $50 million a year to begin with, and that's not enough to move the needle for you Preach. at all. Agreed. Uh, but Will lost that much this weekend. <laughs> See why you got to bring up old stuff. Right? <laughs> but why should I care? Why should, why, should, why should John and Iowa care? Like, why should the fans care? And I'm 
probably going to get a call from and Frank. Did you say, like, Joe, did you say who'd you say, John? John, John in Iowa. Iowa. Is that like so the I Joe from who was Joe, Joe the John? Plumber? Joe the Plumber. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, Joe, he's Joe's cousin. <laughs> Joe John from Iowa. Why should Joe the Plumber care? No, I think he doesn't the, care anyway. I mean, you pick the one state with no team. That's great. Good job. Well, right. that's yeah, why. Yeah, right. That's yeah. why. Yeah. But that's the yeah. point. The point yeah. is getting John from Iowa into it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think what the playing tournament is. I think ultimately the main reason the playing tournament works is because single elimination basketball is always great. When it's winter, go home. Those games are always entertaining. Even if it's like the 10th and 11th seed in the West playing in that game, it's going to be fun to watch that game. But when we're talking about this in-season tournament where these guys are playing games throughout the regular season where you're saying this game on Tuesday has more significance than this game on Thursday, then you got to be able to sell the fans, okay, why? Why should I care about this game more than that game? Why should these teams care about that game more than this game? And ultimately, I can understand where Adam Silver is coming from because he wants to kind of send the message that there's other stuff to play for than just the ring. I think what rings culture in the NBA is kind of more toxic than pretty much any other sport where the only thing that matters is winning the ring. Nothing else matters. None of the regular season games matter. Even the, the conference finals don't matter. It's all about getting that ring. And I think he's pointed a lot to soccer culture in Europe where teams can play for the Premier League, but they can also play for the FA Cup. They can play for the Champions League. You're competing for multiple trophies in one season, and every single game matters, even if you're competing for different things at the same time. But ultimately, if you're the Nuggets, if you're the Bucks, if you're the Warriors, why should you care about anything other than the title you win in June? But see, to me, like, I get the idea based on, you know, Champions League and FA Cup. The difference here is in those tournaments, there are other teams. Yes. You're playing the Different same teams. team you're yeah. going to play. Yeah, like yeah. bring in some G League teams. Right. Fly in some teams from the Spanish AB League. Like you need some other stuff in there. Now it matters because now you get to see, you know, Steph Curry against this person, right? But to basically run it back against the same team, like it's like, Sweet. all right, well, we, we play the Kings three times, and then we got to play them again for this. Like yeah. to me, the, I understand the point. But if you're going to do it, you got to do it. And you might as well. I mean, at least it would be dope if somehow the G League Ignite won this thing, right? Then it would be like a thing. <laughs> or if, like, you know, Denver come in and play some team from, like, Lithuania yeah. and take an L. Now it has a little bit more significance. But I feel like FIBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. there's a there, there's some new injection instead those, of just the same teams. Those teams will come in and care about them games for sure. Oh, no question. If Real yeah. Madrid got to play the Sacramento Kings, they will come in playing with their life on the line because right. if they get that win, that's huge for them. Should should we lay out how this is actually going to work? Yeah, Cause, I mean, because I, I, I have no read I've read the entire press release and I still don't <laughs> I totally no get idea, it. Yeah. So I could not expect any. Let me ask you this: possibly know at the end, that. does the winner get like an extra playoff game or something? No, yeah, five hundred thousand dollars a person. See, that, that that doesn't move the needle. I no, nah, I would have imagined if you had won this and you lost the series, you know, the game four, <laughs> but you get to cash this in. Like, nah, we get one more game I because we won. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You, got, <laughs> you know, one more game on the road. Give, you know what I'm saying to stay alive. That that could have made it fun, but just money. Like, I, I don't know about the yeah, money. I agree. It also it doesn't. That gives the players incentives. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't give anybody else. Should we, should we run through this though? Because it, it's more it's it's more complicated than just like the playoffs where all the teams come in and you have a normal bracket and normal tournament and that's it. Because it's it's during the regular season and every game except for the championship game counts as a regular season game. Break it down. So it starts off in the knockout rounds. This is according to the release that the NBA put out. Sorry, they're calling it the knockout round. So eight teams will advance to the knockout rounds. Uh, 
before that. I guess it starts out. It starts with group play, with right? group play. Yeah. Group play. November so, 3rd. Right. Group play, November 3rd, where there are six different, basically, divisions. Uh, and the, the divisions, the West Group, the West Group B, the West Group C, the, West, the East Group A, the East Group B, and the East Group C, those groups are all determined by record in the previous season. Uh, and there's group play. Whoever does the best in group play moves on to the knockout rounds, which is eight teams. So you're winners of each group and two wild cards. Uh, the semifinals go on in December, uh, December 7th, I believe, and the final is December 9th. It does not count as a regular season game. I, I wonder, by the way, if it doesn't count as a regular season game, and we constantly hear players don't want to load manage, but the teams tell them they have to load manage. The medical staffs tell them they have to load manage. Why, why is the medical staff not going to advise any star to load manage the championship game, which doesn't count towards a regular season at all? Like, if the incentive is only for the player, why are they, why are they yeah, advising them not to load manage? Especially if the team that's playing for a championship like might be in the running for a real championship. Right. It's like, yo, I'm not playing right. you for this. What if the Clippers yeah. are, are in the are playing for the NBA Cup in the finals and, and Kawhi is is there and you don't want to add an extra game onto him and you get him an extra day of rest and you know it, it, And that's what I was gonna say. The guys who we're talking about load management, those are the dudes who are not gonna miss five hundred K, right? Like Kawhi is like I'm gonna lose out on five hundred K, oh well, I'm gonna be all right. I'm still making thirty five, forty million this year. I'm gonna be all right without that five hundred K. So, of course, the NBA wants their stars to play, but I don't know if 500K is going to be enough to motivate these dudes who are making $40 million Just for context, guys, rookie minimum salary right now, 953000 That's the absolute bottom of the barrel. Uh, you know, vets, $2.7 million. Sure, for, like, relative minimum guys, you know, it's, it's a check. It's but, no matter, for but sure. But one of I mean, the other side of the pendulum is Damian Lillard, for example. We're, we're tracking his situation right now. He's going to make $63 million in a couple of years. Like the stars and the people that people want to see are not looking at that 500k. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't. I'm just. You're a hater, but you were wrong last time. You said I was wrong last know. time. I've been wrong many times. I'm usually <laughs> wrong. My only counter, you know, my attempt to counter just uh, to, to you know is that the bar was so low on that time of the year in terms of interest, in terms of engaged audience. I always think back to the 2011 lockout and what I learned about like the kind of behind the scenes reality that the NBA never wanted to say out loud, which is that like everything before Christmas was like expendable in their minds. You know what I mean? Like when they were holding out against the players, yeah. David Stern had looked at Christmas Day. He's like, well, the season actually begins on Christmas Day. So this, all these years later, is a way to, you know, have it increase in value. The bar is pretty low. You know, I mean, we even know when we run all these stories, October, November, you know, the audience goes up. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, think about it like this. They wanted to improve the dunk contest, get stars in the dunk contest, right? So you get, what, a million dollars for winning the dunk contest? Yeah. And now you got, like, people who casual fans have never heard of doing the dunk uh, contest. You just going to disrespect right? Jericho Sims like that? Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, Jericho. <laughs> Shadon Sharp but had to work on the, the second half of the yeah, season, though. Shaden Sharp is a rookie on a rookie-scale deal, and he would have been spectacular. That dude, still, I'm still that dude by the way, that. Come on, is, man. He, he is going to be awesome. Yeah, he's, as soon as oh. he's going to win every dunk contest he's in. He, but I don't just mean a dunk contest. Like, he, he is going to be one hell of a player. He's going to be awesome. But, like, he's on rookie scale deal, and he pulls out of the dunk contest for twice as much money. Like, it's just you need something more than the money. I don't know. Like, 
And you need to make the fans care because ultimately that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get the fans to care. And, and by giving the players money, you're hoping, okay, if the players care, the fans will follow suit. I don't know. I just feel like there has to be something more, more tangible more stakes. to the yeah, team. More yeah, and like, yeah. like, like you Marcus said, like, like if you win, you get three extra rest days. Yeah. So it gives you incentive not to rest. Yeah, I'm with Marcus. You get like an extra. You get like a compensatory. You know, the picks in between the first and second round. You get like or players won't care believe. about compensatory picks. They won't. That's you kidding me? You think LeBron? You think LeBron is wearing a shirt that says "F them picks" yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then and being like, "Oh, we're playing for the compensatory picks." Forget LeBron. The rest of the guys that like that's the dude to take his job. Yeah, yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I'm with Marcus. If you're going to think outside the box, then really do something outside the box. Like, in-season in tournament, we got a four-point line. Uh, we got a 15-second shot clock. Let's just – if we're going to do outside the box, then let's really do outside the box. Why not? Yeah, man, if you rank top three in the NCAA, you get to join this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, spice it up, man. Yeah. You know what's funny, guys? Like, you get this a is ticket, man. I like that. Like, no matter where you are, you get an extra game. Nobody, you pick it. You get an extra game. If you win this, if you out the playoffs, you get one more game to get in. If you lose the series, you go like uh, get out of get out of Cancun free card. That's hey, what it should be. That's it. That's it. I like that. I'm looking here, guys. Uh, this is a macro point of view. We sit here, and this is what we do in the media. Like playing tournament, we kind of rip it to shreds. Midseason tournament, rip it to shreds. I have in front of me the NBA salary cap history over the course of the past 10 years. And for all the things that they do wrong, and this is something that is, I think, a main theme of this offseason and this summer and some of the, the other stuff we're going to get into, they're making money hand over fist. You know, the cap has gone from $70 million in 2015 to $136 million. It's double. It's uh, double, and it's, it's insane. Double. And a lot of these contracts we saw in free agency bear that out. And it's almost 3X if you go 10 years, right? It's, what, 58 58 million in 2013. Right, so, yeah. not 2010. It, it was a slow uptick until about 2015. Then, you know, your Warriors obviously took advantage of that, that cap spike during the Kevin Durant era, and they were on their way. Point being that as it relates to the tournament, midseason tournament, that it's, it's another way to make cash, and they're going to make a bunch of money. Uh, you know, Vegas, as we know well beyond the NBA, has become, you know, one of the hottest cities out there to just continue to have events and, and make this thing a scene and like they do. expansion teams. Yeah, 100%. Down the road. So hold on, they playing in Vegas. The the, the, the semifinals, oh, last the two rounds. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, last two rounds. I'm like, whoa, wait a second, we going to Vegas for a regular season game? <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the later stage, I mean, it is media wise. It's yeah. another thing to cover. You know, yeah. where you got to actually kind of take a look at it, take it seriously, and figure out what you're gonna do. You do. I don't know the ri of. the rise in salary cap. I mean, I get it, I understand it, but is it that proof you kind of don't need this? You yes. know, they're not. Well, they're making money. Like we could, we rip. We talk about it all the time. But man, nobody's turning these games off. I ain't never, get another deal. Like I ain't never heard nobody say they had enough money. That's I was gonna sure. say it's <laughs> it's a reminder that, that <laughs> it's never too enough much money. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> greed could greed could lead you to some poor decisions, for right? Sure. Right? For sure. Right? That's why your wallet hurting right now, huh? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I thought we was leaving old stuff alone. Look, I I don't think. I don't think it's, like, bad for the league that yeah. they're doing no, it. No, it's not. Yeah. Because it's not like they're saying, okay, these don't count towards the regular season. You know, they're, they're playing regular season games as tournament games. So, like, on Tuesdays and Fridays, those are tournament nights. You're playing on a Tuesday or a Friday in November. Those count towards the tournament. And that counts towards the group play that we were talking about as the first round. Still extra juice. So you're still, you're still playing it as a little something. I just... So it's not even that I, I I don't like it. Like, I didn't like the playing tournament and was wrong. It's more that I don't understand 
why uh, there's not more the incentive, incentive is yeah. to care. Well, guess and what? They could change it. I mean, Adam Silver has quickly uh, like made it very clear, of course, of the past six, seven years, that his tenure is going to be all about being outside the box. Like that, you know, they could they could add incentive down the road. They'll see how it goes this year. I could see them spicing it up as they go. Yeah, they should make those games Elam endings. There yes. you go. You know what I'm saying? Like Elam endings are always great in All Star. They right? are. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Before except we for uh, every game except for one. Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> the, the, the Elam ending saved the All Star game for one year. Yeah. yeah. And then it went back to being. It certainly didn't the save this last year. Nah. That's All right, we're going to segue to the next storyline. But before we do, I'm going to yell at our super producer, Andrew Schlecht, here, because I'm having FOMO right now, guys. Victor Wembanyama is playing in his <laughs> second game as we sit here talking. I, I need a report. Andrew, is Wemby looking good or, or not good today? Wemby's playing better. Okay. You not a bust? We shouldn't give up? <laughs> He's officially not a bust. All right. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10 minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60 minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I mean, we're in the middle of this thing here. We got Spurs playing Celtics as we speak. No, that's not. I'm looking at the wrong game. Wizards are playing the Celtics. Sorry, that was the wrong screen. Um, Let's talk offseason action. 
Mr. Thompson, you went to Jordan Poole's press conference. That is former Warrior Jordan Poole yesterday. Um, and as we sit here talking about money and the different pay scales that have come with the cap rises, uh, not too long ago Jordan Poole signed a four-year $128 million deal with the Warriors. Not too long ago he was a, a big part of their future as a guy who would come up behind Stephen Clay and be part of their two-timeline approach. That obviously came to an end with that trade to Washington and he addressed the media for the first time the other day with Kyle Kuzma and, and talking about his Wizards life. Uh, takeaways perspective, how was that event? It was uh, not as you know pyro spectacular as I was hoping. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he had a diss track ready for Draymond <laughs> Green. He was like, yo, give me a beat and just went in. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think Draymond might have liked that too, right? Like, <laughs> Draymond would have went on his pot, would have oh, come back. He would have ran you know, the pot. You know, they would have turned into – Would have been great for the ratings. Oh, it would have been incredible. He just would have been thrilled about the ratings. I was just mostly curious about what he had to say, but, I mean, he was all for it. You know, I'm writing about this, you know, for The Athletic. Uh, he just – man, he's happy. You, you could tell. And it really pops – Compared to how he was over this last season, right? You can be like, "Oh, I remember this Jordan Poole, right. like the kind of fun-loving, happy." Yeah, yeah. You could tell, like he, like he, he's very happy. We we tried to bait him. I, I absolutely tried. I'm like, "Come on, JP, you got." I love the something. transparency. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, man. You know what we're trying to do. He's like, "I hear you. I know what you're trying to do. I know what Anthony Slater's trying to do. We tried to get him to address Draymond. He just kept looking forward. Uh, you know, I don't know." how long this happiness lasts and you know w- with this setup but this is what he wanted and i know a lot of people think it was draymond is draymond is draymond that was one of the issues but it wasn't the only issue jordan Poole proved to himself that he's a starting nba player but with the words he had no avenue to start mm-hmm. as long as there's steph curry and clay thompson there was no avenue to start he's waiting for an injury he's waiting for something to happen they can't go small because he's not, like, defensively stout to make that work. But now he finally gets unlimited minutes, unlimited shots. It's his team, and this is what he felt like he deserves. Let's see how he handles it, but this is what he wanted. Don't tell Kyle Kuzma he's got unlimited shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kuz, we, we did ask Kuz about that. He, I mean, he these two dudes are not bashful about their desire. No, right? you like, know what? Nah. I, I honestly, like. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, I'm happy about that. Like, there, <laughs> there, there are dudes who, who want to take shots. And they will get frustrated with other guys who want to take shots. I feel like those guys are going to work together. I like, agree. But I also love, by the way, that the Wizards have become like the, the let them cook team. So oh, yeah. Russell Westbrook is, is frustrated in Houston, not enjoying his James Harden life with all the sacrifices that came with his Rockets experience. Then we start hearing that Russ wants to get back to playing Russ. Hey, Scotty Brooks, bring me in. Wizards. Kuz and, and Jordan cut from the same cloth when it comes to scoring mentality. But I could see it working. You know, I don't know how many games they're going to win. I'm ha- I'm a- yeah, I was about to say, how you define it working? Right. I mean, they're not go- they're not going to be good. But they're like people talk good. about the Wizards, like they're disastrously bad, and they're not like her- like they have NBA players. Daniel Gafford's a solid center. Denny Avdia is a good defender. Like they they have solid players on that roster still. Delon Wright is sneakily one of the better backup points in the league. Like they 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 they've got. A little something there. And Daniel I think Gafford, the most underrated center in the league, with the initials DG. <laughs> oh wow! 
How long is that? Hey, Daniel Gafford. <laughs> I was going to say, Kevon Looney like is Daniel on Gafford, line two. Though. Daniel Gafford's, like Daniel Gafford's a good rim protector. He like plays Daniel down lobs. You look at the advanced metrics on Gafford, and that dude blocks shots like crazy, protects the rim. And His I rim think, protection metrics are awesome. Also, I think with this new CBA, it's something we haven't talked about as much, that 90% rule where some of these teams at the bottom are going to be incentivized, like Indiana's incentivized to go sign Bruce Brown. The, uh, the Rockets are incentivized to go sign Dylan Brooks and all of these guys. You're not just going to sit around and just not pay guys so you can be bad. you got to spend money. And, and some of these teams don't want to spend money. They want to be bad. But you got to if you want to get your salary cap dollars at the end of the day. That, that, I'm not sorry, that the luxury tax dollars to kick back at you. you got to spend money. you got to bring in guys. So that's going to help you be better. That's going to prevent you from having these teams who are winning 15 games at the end of the year. Because you got to have a couple good players on your team. you got to have somebody you're spending money on. And that's going to be a pathway to have maybe 28 wins instead of 19 by the end of the season. Can I say something? I hated the salary floor rule that the league <laughs> did. I don't understand why it was a priority for the Players Association to get the salary floor rule. The, the rule previously was that you had to be at 90%. You had to be at the salary floor, 90% of the salary cap, by the time the regular season ended. You had to be there. And if you weren't there, it's not like you just went the whole year, like, not just just paying way less money you then had to pay the Split difference between the salary floor and whatever your team payroll was distributed amongst the players on your team so you're still but paying evenly, the money though, right yeah but evenly yeah. amongst players on your team yeah i'm sure some now, players like nah you give him 10 percent, right. give me that 90 right. but <laughs> now if you're not at the salary floor by the start of the season then you have to pay the difference distributed evenly amongst the whole league and it's distributed so it's the same amount of money going to the players. It's just the start of the season versus the end of the season, and you just used up like a negotiation tactic in order to get the salary floor uh, deadline basically pushed up. You're not getting any more money. It's not like teams that were that were that had a seven dollar payroll before, but just only paying their players seven dollars. I, I, I some of these teams are also skirting that rule by like signing a dude from Europe in February just to eat up a little bit of the money that they had to spend. So a lot of the times guys were looking across the locker room like, I would have made $4 million, but now you're here, so now I'm only going to get $2 million at the end of the season. Thanks, buddy, who's going to play like 12 minutes over the next two months. That's totally true, except now when you're below the salary floor, it's distributed amongst like 9 million people. <laughs> so you're going to get 27 cents, and, and you're going to go home, and you're going to forget about it. Fred, I love you. I've been in Vegas too long to be unpacking the CBA right now. I, I, I it's, it's all I've done. This is all no, I've done. I, I'm not here for it. I want to hear Marcus the other side of the Jordan Poole discussion. What, what is post Jordan Poole life with the Warriors, with Mr. Chris Paul, not young but not done, coming to town? Kumbaya. Everybody loves it. It's wild. Before you answer this, and I, I've been saying this, I think it's so funny that like the idea of adding. Chris Paul to the locker room so is an upgrade funny. in chemistry. <laughs> like, is there anybody that he doesn't have beef and history with in that locker room, but he's somehow an upgrade over the vibe with Jordan? Yeah, I mean, that's automatic reference, though, as much as you can say about Chris Paul. You know, if he's got the ball, you're Jonathan Kaminga, and he tells you to cut, you're not clapping like, yo, pass me the ball so I can shoot. Like, yeah. you know, that's still Chris Paul, right? Like, it's yeah. still an OG. You know, I think the bigger upgrade isn't necessarily leadership. It's somebody – they just need another player who can have the ball in his hands and Steve Kerr not have a heart attack. Like, yeah. that, that's what they yeah, need. Yeah. That's what they have with Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston, even going back to Jared Jack with, with, with under Mark Jackson. Teams are going to double Steph. They're going to do it. you got to have somebody who's going to have the ball and – 
Jordan Poole, as much as I love him, like, you just don't know what you're getting. It was like, you know, Will at the dice table last night. He was like, you know, it may hit. It may <laughs> not, right? Like, especially this season. So I, I, I think they need that. They need, especially late in the game and playoffs, fourth quarter, hey, look who's on can't TV bear it, can't bear the turnover. Like, they feel good about putting the ball in Chris Paul's hands. And you also want to be able to remain functional on offense because you know Steph's going to miss time, whether it be second out of back-to-backs, he ends up missing like that's the problem, so though. You know, Chris Paul gonna miss time, right? Like, and what if those missed right. times coincide? coincide. Right? I, know, I love so CP is your load management solution. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. but I mean, but a lot of times when Steph was out and Jordan Poole was running the offense, it was a whole lot of everybody watching Jordan Poole. And if with CP, but, hey, you're gonna move the ball the way you want to move. In the baseball, ball. they call them innings eaters, right? Sometimes yeah. you just need a dude to give you five innings, right? Yeah, Jordan yeah. Poole, so, one of the best innings eaters in basketball, right? No doubt. Clay out, Jordan, like, yo, I got this, because he was a starter who were just waiting for an opportunity to start. You could he play every game, he's gonna play thirty minutes, he'll take the twenty five shots, he'll you know, he'll be fine if he costs you the game. Like right. he can handle it, he ain't gonna fall apart. Like he did that and with as old as this team is, you need somebody to give you all right, twenty games, it's yours. Marcus yeah. is the only beat writer in history who came out here, decided to analyze the Jordan Poole trade by saying, you know what? He's basically Levon Hernandez. That's where we're at. I mean, basically, yeah. right? No, who's the guy? Uh, come on, you know my guy. Yusmero Petit. Yusmero Petit? you a Giants fan. How do you not know this? I'm an old Giants fan. Yeah, he's a good year. Like, like spot, spot starter, <laughs> reliever. Like four, yeah. like but he wasn't really an innings either. Yeah, no, because they he would, was do, a reliever they would do the, the opener. Star. Yeah, they would do the opener, yeah. give him two, and then. Petit got you for the next yeah. six. You're good, right? I feel bad you, for saying. A couple good years we went from Giants. talking salary cap to, like, mint, like I've lost control of this pod. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mint relief pitchers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down to just name some <laughs> some random relievers while we're at Man, it. Man, Yusmero Petit's whip is unquestionable. Talk, <laughs> <laughs> I'm over talk, here drinking one, something that's not powerful <laughs> enough. I'm, I'm just Sam, trying to wonder about, like, how Scott Ayer got a MVP vote in 2005. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's all I'm trying to figure out. You like, see what I got to deal did, with every week? How did Scott Ayer get an right, MVP vote in 2005? You can't tell me Walt like, Weiss was the 87 rookie of the year. Like, you can't. <laughs> he threw, like, 68 innings as a setup guy. Had, like, a 3-2 ERA. And he got he was, Next he segment, was, we're talking Michael Dreddy. He got a 10th place MVP vote. <laughs> Makes no sense. All right, here's why I kind of love the Warriors move with CP. I'm going to pretend you guys are not even talking. <laughs> um, I told Andrea Godala this the other day. He made a, a visit to the California Classic, caught up with him a little bit. Like, and I'm biased because I'm in my 40s, right? I was like, Dre, like, I kind of love seeing the old heads just decide, like, we're going to do it our way, and we're going to go ahead and try to make this thing happen one last time and lean into it because it was so uncomfortable the last couple of years with when you knew that Stephen Clay and Draymond, like, even before the punch, that they were – to a degree having to be political like oh jordan's great and james is great and all these different guys like i don't know if it's gonna work but i love that they wrote the script we'll see if they can do it it reminds me a little bit and this is a cautionary tale is like the disastrous lakers team of a couple of years ago when lebron was the one who wanted russ and they tried to do that with lebron and ad and russ and it, and it blew up in their face but basketball wise like do we think if they're healthy, I thought you were going before that with Steve Nash to the Lakers. Right. Oh boy, that you didn't work saying? out. Yeah. But I think the interesting thing with this union with CP and the Warriors is the Warriors have had a whole lot of success playing their way, 
and CP has had a whole lot of success playing his way, and those ways are very different, right? It's a whole lot of CP on the ball, come set the pick for me. We're going to run the same play over and over again. And with the words, it's all just spontaneous ball movement. We're running off screens. Steph's on the ball, Steph's on the ball, Clay's on the ball, Clay's off the ball. And we kind of just figure it out as we go. And with CP, he's constantly in control of every possession, where guys are standing on the court, who's setting picks for him. And he's just going to have to adapt to play in a much different way. I don't, I don't think so, though. I, I think no, he's gonna be himself. But I think they, they need want. that other level. Like you the game ain't variance, always. Right? Yeah, like that's what that's what happened to them. The, you know, they said they maxed out. I don't think they maxed out. Fourth quarter, close ball game. They got cooked by Lonnie Walker because they couldn't go back down and score yeah. because the Lakers are a good defense and you can't just. You know, LeBron knows every play you run in, so you can't just rely on, oh, I hope he makes a mistake when I cut back there. Like, no, nah, at some point, you need somebody to be like, yo, I got the ball, and you're not going to stop me. And if they double-team Steph Curry, they don't have anybody else who could do that. Now that's where you're like, all right, CP got this. The question is, when it's time to run, what do they do with CP? But I feel like this is one of the best point guards of all time. He'd figure it out. Yeah, I think we also need to give Chris Paul more credit than that. That dude is so smart. Oh, no question. People said the same stuff when he went to Houston, was going to play with James Harden. How's he going to work? That first year in Houston, it was like magic. Those two guys were so good together figuring out how to play. I mean, my question more is, okay, so Chris Paul, let's say he's as good as he was this past season, maybe even a little bit better. Maybe he's closer to what he was in Phoenix a couple years ago when he was awesome. What's going to happen defensively? Because you mentioned Can't play okay, Jordan, Jordan Poole out there is a little different. Chris Paul's not – He's so smart, and he fights so hard. But he's not the defender that he was 10 years ago because he's almost 40. And he doesn't have the size. So now you got him and Steph and Clay out there. And Clay isn't what he used to be defensively either, even though he competes and he's smart. But he's he's not an all-defense caliber guy like he used to be. So now the question becomes, okay, you're going up against a team that has a couple of really good wings or a couple of really good guard, really good wing. And now do you have to – Bench Chris Paul for the end That's, of that game. I mean, but look, Do, or, or the, how are you going to figure it out? Or you got to figure out the start. Chris Paul, I don't know how Chris Paul starts. How oh, does he start? There's no way he can start. How does he start? There's no way I'm, he can I'm, start. I'm pretty sure he might be think he's starting. He might think he's starting, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jordan Poole. Can we go so bigger too. picture, though, too, beyond the defensive concerns. Like, take all the context of the history and what all of them have accomplished away, including Chris Paul. Yeah. Just in right now, 2023-24, today's NBA, the Western Conference. Like, is this a good team? Is this a top four team? Is this a title contender? What is this? I mean, as long as you got Steph, Draymond, and Clay, you're going to be in it. You know, even if they're the six seed going into the playoffs, they're going to be dangerous once they get there because they know how to win. They know how to get it all together and figure it out. And we know Steph can always blow up at any moment when you need a win. So they're going to be dangerous whether CP figures it out or not just because those three guys just know how to win playoff games. I, I, I feel like health is a huge factor. And – and I think this is one, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, if any team, you can say if they're healthy. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> I'm true. I'm loving all your voices, by that's the way. That's true, right? But, I mean, some teams are higher risk than the others, right? Clippers is like, yo, prove to me you can be healthy. I think health is a real concern with the Warriors. Like, they got about three or four guys who should not be playing 75 games, right? Like, you're asking for them to fail in the playoffs. And to me, I feel like their best players are good enough but we all know that's not how you win a title, man. Like, it's it's, it's Christian oh, yeah. Braun coming off yeah. the bench doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's Bruce Brown. It's, it's those. So, to me, it depends on Moses Moody. It depends on Jonathan Kaminga. 
But the key is not even one of those guys. It's Wiggins. The reason they struggled, because yeah. Wiggins was gone for like three quarters of the season. And when he did play, he was hurt, right? And you could see a different Wiggins in the playoffs. Like, he wasn't the Wiggins that won a title. Nah, they won a title because Wiggins was a monster. So if Wiggins could get back to that, because you're talking about who guard who, the answer to all of those questions is Wiggins. Wiggins right. <laughs> right? Like, who's going to guard Wiggins? Wiggins. Wiggins, maybe some Kaminga, and more Wiggins, right? And Draymond, obviously. But yeah. to me, the the answer to the question is in the other dudes, right? Sure. Like, that's that's what it's going to be. They didn't lose Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. So now it's even more like, what what will they have? Who? How good will be will these guys be? What's my man name? Pajimski was the the rookie. Pajimski. Yeah, Brent, he, he Brandon Pajimski. This year too. Why not? You think Steve you think, don't play rookies? Come on, man. <laughs> you think you think. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you something. <laughs> Kaminga's really talented, and he's had great moments. But I feel like he has never been in Steve Kerr's circle of trust. Like, even when he's playing well and he's out there, like, he, you know something's going to happen where he could potentially fall out. Does he get to a point this year where he just enters the circle think, of trust and he's I don't in think there he got a choice. To, I don't think he got a choice. I think, you know, that was one of them little behind-the-scenes little tug-of-wars. Like, the management wanted them to play the youngsters more. Steve, like, yo. Steve and the veterans like, man, we need people who can win. So they basically just got rid of everybody who could possibly. Say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sometimes good stuff comes out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like I don't think he has a choice now. When I when I was covering the Thunder, they I think they wanted Alex Abrinas to play some more it's a shooter from yeah, yeah. from Spain and you know good good young player, good shooter, and Billy Donovan kept playing Anthony Morrow. Just kept playing Anthony Morrow. It was Morrow's last year in the season, the last, last season of his career. And uh, at the trade deadline, guess who got traded? Right. Anthony Morrow. Morrow. Yeah, about <laughs> no choice but to play Alex Brinas. Gentlemen, we got about a three, four-minute window, and we've barely talked about the city that we're in, the, the actual hooper watching out here. I just need some Vegas observations, whether it's Will losing his backside at the table. Uh, <laughs> we ain't got to talk about that. We ain't got to talk about whether that. Whether it's Fred staying up too late or Marcus, you know, Holding on to his soul. What, what do we think of Vegas? And we talking who? I mean, you know, Wemby had a tough debut. I don't know if you want to talk about him. Scoot, who got hurt. Like, just big takeaways from Scoot, Summer League. Scoot is so fun to watch live. Yeah. What a blast it was to watch him live. His his explosiveness and his control, his control of the game. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, real yeah, point. He, He's a real His control point. of the like, – when you watch a guy live, like it just it just feels different when you watch it on TV. Some guys and and watching him also like that dude is not built like a teenager. It's 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 crazy. Uh, but his control of the game, his the, the pace that he plays with, his change of speeds. Like most young guys who are explosive and athletic, they don't they just like have a fastball, right? Nine percent of them. They're yeah, like yeah. Nuke Lelouch, right? They just try to chuck <laughs> it in. You know what I'm saying? Nah. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, but, you know, they're like man. Scott Air before and he got in the And then the other guys are know? like, you know, Jamie Moore or Barry Zito. They don't have no fastball. Yeah, yeah. Just all off speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like 08 Mike Messino finally won 20 games. You know, like, you know, he just did it with 84 mile an hour fastball and his changeup, his knuckle curve, and he was good. But, like, Scoop changes speeds. Like, I don't know. He, I, I had it's a blast. It's almost watching like they should live. trade their other point guard. You know, it's just an idea. It's possibly. Not a guy. I wonder if that's I what happened. Did Dame seem to be like, yeah, this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Draft a franchise uh, point guard. This oh is my quiet. goodness. 
Yeah. Oh my but goodness. But the guy, I, I think for me, summer league. I like. I, obviously, we all here to see the rookies. But I think for me, I, I come to summer league every year even more excited about seeing the guys who make that jump from year one to year two. And a dude I just finished watching, Jabari Smith. Jabari, he, yeah. he looks right. like a completely different player now. His confidence is through the roof. He might be the best player on the East. He got his. He muscled up now. He's driving <laughs> to the lane, bouncing off of people. He's gonna be a completely different type of player for Houston. And we know they want to be a whole different team now with Dylan Brooks, Fred VanVleet. Jeff Green, they want to be competitive. And, you know, the, the big question for them this year is kind of similar to Golden State. How much do we play our vets? How much do we play our young guys? And Jabari Smith, I think, has proven he's going to be a dude they got to play because he's going to bring value on both sides. I'm excited to see a lot of their guys because I think Ime's a really good coach. Yeah. And the last time he was a coach, he was in the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? Like, you have kind of a taste of that. And, and is he going to develop? Of course. But he's going to want to compete. And he's got those vets. You know, I think a lot of their guys could take a jump. Your guy's sharp, too. He, he looks is. like he's got. Mm-hmm. He's I, like, I all like, right, I'm playing. I I'm like ready. Portland's, Portland's got But something. that's what you want to see in summer league, right? You want to see a second-year player come in. It's like, all right, kids. Yeah. I got this. Like, like Keegan Murray is like, Ooh, Keegan oh Murray is like, goodness. all right, man, have a seat, man. Now you just showing <laughs> out. You, like, playing CYO yeah, or something. Yeah, there's, like, there's always a tradition where people get really angry. They're like, he's too good for summer league. Yeah, he should Like, I remember when league. Jordan Clarkson was too good for <laughs> summer league. He's too good. <laughs> Sit down, Jordan Clarkson. Get out he of is here, too man. good for summer league. He's ruining it for everybody. Exactly. Like yeah, this is too much. This is too much. So get him out of here. Yeah, I mean, Shaden Tribe looks really good. I don't know. If they can get a big haul back for him, which has got to be possible, and you you go forward with Simons, who's a hell of a shooter and a scorer, and is still really young, and you got Scoop, and you got Sharp, and whatever you get back for Dame, Jeremy Grant, that's, yeah, who has a player option in year five, good for Jeremy Grant. Shout out to Jeremy Grant. Keep getting them checks. Good no for doubt. Jeremy Grant. Gentlemen, that, that's a future. Keep getting them checks too. Appreciate you guys for coming on. Appreciate oh, checks for this. Viewers and the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> checks that. Same check. Give different it to day. me in chips. No, Same check. <laughs> You're done, buddy. You've done enough work. Save, save the rest of Arizona. Chapatulas. Appreciate you all and uh, stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.